This is Here After, and I'm your host, Megan Devine, author of the best-selling book, It's Okay That You're Not Okay. This week, the last episode of season two is upon us, everybody. Find out what I've learned, what the guests have learned, and what's in store for season three, right after this first break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Before we get started, one quick note. While we cover a lot of emotional relational territory in each and every episode, this show is not a substitute for skilled support with a licensed mental health provider or for professional supervision related to your work. And one more note, Hereafter with Megan Devine is currently on break between seasons. We'll be back before you know it with a whole new season with even more incredible guests. In the meantime, here's one of our most loved episodes. We'll see you soon. Hey, friends. We have had 27 amazing episodes. 27, whoa, 27 episodes. And season two is coming to a close with this one, episode 28. I get so caught up in like the preparation and the conversations and the production elements of the show. I don't often get to look back at where we've been or where I've been or the fact that we've done 27 episodes already. Here's what I want to do with our time together today. I want to share some reflections on what this season has been like for me. It is my show. (laughs) And I want to share some of the highlights of the last 27 weeks. And then I want to tell you some exciting things that are in store for us coming up in season three. So there's my overview of today's episode. It is me sharing my thoughts and then some highlights of season two and then what's coming up ahead. Yeah. Now, if you have been with me since season one, you might hear me say we're going on season break and you're like, oh, dear, it's going to be six months before we hear from you again. But this this break between season two and season three is not like the break between seasons one and two for a whole bunch of reasons. I feel like we're really just hitting our stride in the podcast right now. And this season's exploration of hope has been so powerful for me. I hope it has been for you too, and I 
I'm going to use the word hope so much in this episode today, but whatever. It's what we're doing, right? We're exploring hope. Now, I opened this season by sharing with you all that I had lost my hope. Hope for the world, hope for the work that I've done and continue to do, hope that we could make this show into a vehicle of love and connection and conversation that I always wanted it to be. If you haven't listened to episode one, that would be kind of cool, actually. Right after you listen to this episode, pop into the archives and listen to season two, episode one, and hear what's changed. I'll probably do that myself. We've come a long way together, everybody, over these last several months. The state of the world has not changed. The grief inherent in everyday life, the difficulties we each face as individuals, as families, as communities and cultures, none of that has gone anywhere. But in exploring this, in having all of these conversations with interesting people about difficult things, I feel like my own hope has come back online a little bit. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I keep remembering this story. So a dear friend of mine years ago was having some health issues, and her acupuncturist told her that her gate of hope was broken. Now, I am not an acupuncturist, so I'm not entirely sure what that means. But I think if anybody had checked on my own hope gate acupuncture point in the last few years, it probably would have been hanging off of its hinges, too. And while this season hasn't actually answered the issue of hope for me, it has made me increasingly curious. And as a byproduct of becoming increasingly curious, I think I've actually become increasingly hopeful, which is really cool. Now, we have covered some rather intense territory this season, from Nelba Marquez-Green discussing the aftermath of Sandy Hook and her work with survivors of tragedy, to Nazani Noor helping us understand what's happening in Iran, to writers and activists covering everything from pet loss to the grief inherent in daily life for people of color. I really did get my wish this season that I would just spend all of my time talking with interesting people about difficult things. Achievement unlocked. I'm really glad that this happened organically because something happened in one of the very first conversations I had that gave me the question that I ask in every single episode, right? At the close of every conversation, I ask each guest the same question. And I got 27 different answers. You know the closing question by now, right, friends? The question I ask everybody, knowing what you know, living what you've lived, what does hope look like for you right now? I love that question. It turned out to be such a beautiful and useful question. And it got us into some beautiful, useful, and complicated territory. I want to give us some reminders of the kinds of hope we've been exploring this season. So let's go through some clips. This isn't exactly a best of episode because I love every single one of my episode children, but it is neat to hear a bunch of different versions of hope to sort of remind me and remind you or introduce you to it if you haven't heard these before, the stuff we've been exploring. It's kind of like a big unfolded map of the territory of hope with each guest, its own city, their own city. I don't know. You'll get the metaphor when we go through it. Now, I told you that this question sort of arose organically and it came up the very first time with one of my very first guests for the season, Nelba Marquez-Green. 
our conversation about living such public grief in the wake of Sandy Hook and her daughter's death was so powerful. Here's Nelba on hope. For me, hope lives in every moment I reclaim my voice. Hope lives in every moment I can use my privilege to make space for someone who has also lost but maybe has never gotten an opportunity to tell their story. And I have so many of those moments. Hope comes meeting people that say, I get it and show me they do, or meeting people that say, I didn't get it, but damn, I heard that interview and I can do better. And here's what I'm trying. Hope comes and every person that is grieving that has reached out to me and said, thank you, for speaking my truth too. It made me more courageous in not feeling like I had to just be one way. Hope comes in every moment that my husband still thinks like I'm his sweetheart. You know, hope comes in every moment I look at my son and he's excited about something. My son was eight when his sister was murdered. He has every reason to not hope in this country. Boys who look like him are murdered with impunity more often than we report. And my son still has hope. And um, that gives me great hope when I can't find it. Writer Rebecca Wolf joined us to talk about how grief can trap people in inauthentic versions of themselves and how she's building her own house of hope. House of hope was such a cool thing. Here's what we're talking about. I think for me, hope, it's so funny because hope for me has always felt passive, Mm, right? Like mm -hmm. we can't, like, it's what we want for ourselves, not necessarily what we're doing for ourselves. And I think I, I lived sort of with this want for myself and was very afraid to actually do the work to get there. So for me, Hope is sort of, again, reimagining what it means to hope, rebuilding what hope looks like, finding the extra room and the idea of hope, Mm. or rather, instead of finding the extra room, building that room myself, because that's the thing too. It's like, we don't have to wait for the room to appear. We can build it right? We can build it. And for me, that's been my experience these last four years. How can I build? How can I build? How can I redesign? How can I relearn, unlearn? So I guess for me, hope is finding new ways to unlearn and create and rebuild and sort of reconstruct a life that doesn't have to look like anyone else's New York Times bestselling author Emily XR Pan shared her version of functional hope. I love the phrase functional hope here, which includes the intersection of grief and change and openness. I think I would call it something different. I think I would call it openness. This willingness to see what comes your way and to embrace it. And again, not trying to go with the positive vibes only or like, everything that happens is meant to happen and you're on the right path, not to go with any of those sort of overly positive, overly shined up and and almost dismissive sweeping statements, but just to say that 
I think the saddest thing that can happen to us as humans is to allow an experience to close us down so that we are no longer willing to engage and learn new relationships and and allow things to change. I think that's that's something that can happen a lot in grief is this resistance towards change because the change that has been experienced has been so huge and earth shattering that the idea of more change is almost unbearable, right? And I think the beautiful thing about openness rather than hope is learning to allow for things to alter and grow and become different things, allowing for ourselves to become different people. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but I think it's, you know, this question of not like what lessons being learned, because I don't like when things feel prescriptive or, or like they belong on a poster in a, an elementary school guidance counselor's office, (laughs) you know, Uh, but more that I think it's really beautiful when we can change our perspectives and when we continue to allow those perspectives to shift, when we continue to allow more and more of the world in, that's what I mean by openness, to end a story with this willingness to see what comes next rather than closing everything down. I love how so many guests this season really took the word hope in and redefined it for themselves. I also really appreciated how some of our guests, in fact, a number of our guests, talked about how the younger generation coming up these days gives them hope. Here's author Emmy Neatfeld. I think that there are so many good things going on right now. And I am very hopeful by Gen Z about the ways that they are taking care of themselves and that a lot of young people are refusing to play the roles that adults would ask them to play. And I think a lot of the awareness of mental health and maybe even quiet quitting and those phenomena are really like radical acts of resistance Mm -hmm. to say like, we are not gonna participate in this system that is making people and the planet really, really sick. And it's like, so many people are doing it, it feels like, that it's impossible like not to listen. We definitely got into tricky territory here, which is my, honestly, a lot of times my favorite place to be. During her interview, illustrator and author Aubrey Hirsch spoke to us about outrage and trauma and community building and how we cannot possibly keep up with all of the new disasters, human rights disasters, environmental disasters, interpre- like we really got into how bleak things are in our conversation. And then when I asked her the question, she gave us a slightly sinister but entirely functional idea of what hope means. This is a really like an important question for me to think about right now, because as I said, I have been feeling really hopeless. Part of what hope I have is I think about, and I just wrote something about this too, how political power in our country is often like a pendulum, right? And I feel very strongly that all the terrible things that are happening right now to women, to LGBTQ people, particularly trans people, is because of progress that we've made. You know, it's backlash. It's saying, oh, now you've gone too far. You know, you, you're, you're out of your place now and we're going to put you 
back in the kitchen, you know, back in the clothes you belong in, back in the relationship that you don't want to be in, whatever it is, we're sending you back now. You've come too far. And I am hopeful about the backlash to this backlash (laughs) because this backlash has been so much crueler and more devastating than I would have imagined that I feel like the stuff we're going to get on the other side is going to be amazing. You know, it's just going to, we're going to make the people who are making us feel this way, feel this way. And I'm looking forward to that. Now, lest you think that this entire season was all puppy dogs and rainbows. I mean, Aubrey, Aubrey was definitely not puppy dogs and rainbows, but my friend Koshin Paley Ellison told us he doesn't believe in hope at all. For me, hope is actually not so great. And so actually I write about this in the book and where I, <laughs> you know, Pandora's baskets, you know, we thought of it. I mean, think of them now as Pandora's box, but back in the day, there were baskets. And there was one about all the blessings and one was all the curses on humankind. And like most people, you get curious and she opened up the basket and all the greed, anger, and ignorance came out and jealousy and envy. And just as she was putting the lid back on, hope jumped out. And so I've always thought a lot about that because I remember as a young person, I was so into Greek mythology. And for me, hope is kind of wishing things were different. And so I think it's so tricky. And for me, as a human, I don't find it very helpful. Like I wished how it was different. You know, I hope it will change. I hope fill in the blank. And I'm much more interested in how are things and what do I care about and how do I nourish those things so that they can move into a new life, you know, and I'm I'm so much more interested in how, you know, the great Toni Morrison, beloved Toni Morrison said, you know, why is too hard to take refuge in how it's like, I'm much more interested in how we actually get really connected to our values and what we care about and how we nourish them so that we can be more ourselves and other people can be more themselves and that we can do the healing work that we can do in this life. Now, one of my very favorite responses to the question, knowing what you know and living what you've lived, what does hope look like for you? came from my friend and Supernatural Fitness head coach, Leanne Pedante. Here's why. You know, one of the things I've struggled with the most and, and ongoing since Miles died is like, you know, like you mentioned before, all these pieces of your identity, all these pieces of your past self, you become really unsure of what you are going to be able to reclaim become again and you know i have a job i have a career and i have like a identity you know one of my favorite parts of myself is as a motivator as a like person like at the front of the room at the top of your workout like telling you you're wonderful and it's going to be great and we're going to do it together and i think that my purpose and the reason that fitness, you know, became this vector for me to really change my life in a lot of ways that I love 
is that I'm pretty sure I'm here to be a massive, like positive impact in other people's lives. I think that's the only reason I'm here. Hope would look like having greater confidence that I am going to be able to do that in a way that I believe in a way that like feels very, very, very true to me. I still do that. And when I talk about other people and what other people are capable of, I believe it's so damn hard. That's not, that's not the hard part. What is challenging about having a role like I have is that my relationship with myself and my relationship with like the opinions I have about what I'm going to be capable of from here on out have really changed. And so I feel like I'm telling just a little bit of a lie when I try to think of how to help other people, you know? Because I'm still very much figuring out how to help myself. Hope would look like feeling like I can offer things to the world without this nagging sensation that I'm telling just a little tiny lie. Yeah. So hope for you would feel like you are in alignment with the medicine that you're bringing to the world. Yeah. Yeah. That the medicine is for you too and that you're also taking it. Right, friends? I love how she hesitated when I asked her that question. I love it. And then just last week, writer and healer Alex L. shared this with us. What's coming to mind is hope looks like the possibility of coming home to myself, regardless of the season I'm in, the healing I'm in, the joy I'm in, the grief I'm in. I hope that I can always find my way home to myself and to my center. Hope looks like the possibility of coming home to myself. No matter what is going on in our lives, in the world, hope looks like the possibility of coming home. I love that. This season has brought such gifts into my life, everybody. I hope it's done the same for you. Now, after this break, I'm going to tell you what is coming up for all of us, what is in store for season three. We're going to keep talking about hope. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Before we get into what's ahead for season three, I want to tell you about an opportunity to work with me directly via our Patreon community. Once a month, I host a live video Q&A session with patrons, and honestly, it's kind of been like this best-kept secret. It really shouldn't be secret. If you want the chance to ask me for advice or find out how to deal with a relationship challenge, or you just want to talk to me about grief, join us. The link is patreon.com backslash Megan Devine. You can find that in the show notes too, but come join us once a month, live video, ask me whatever you want. I hope to see you there, friends. Now, looking ahead to season three, exciting times are ahead. (laughs) We are going to continue our exploration of hope by having conversations with interesting people about difficult things, and our guest list is amazing. We've got Rachel Cargill, we've got Gabor Mate, we've got Valerie Carr, we've got Baratunde Thurston. I mean, the list, the list is stellar. And I cannot wait for you to hear these conversations, hear all of it. Now, while we're on break, we're going to re-release some of our best episodes from both season one and season two, along with some episodes that didn't get as much attention as they should have the first time around. And as we've done each and every week, I'm going to close this last episode of season two with your questions to carry with you. I'm going to leave you with the same question I have asked every guest. Knowing what you know, living what you've lived, what does hope look like for you right now in this moment? I'd love to hear what you find. Check out Refuge in Grief on Instagram or here after pod on TikTok for audio clips from the show and leave your thoughts in the comments on those posts. Be sure to tag us when you share the show on your own social accounts. Use the hashtag here after pod on all the platforms. We love to see where this show takes you. We love to see where that question takes you. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. That stuff helps more than you know. If you want to tell us how today's show felt for you or how the season felt for you, or you have a request or a question for upcoming explorations of difficult things, you can send us an email right through the website, megandevine.co. We want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. This show, this world, needs your voice. Together we can make things better, even when they can't be made right. Want more hereafter? Grief education doesn't just belong to end-of-life issues. As my dad says, daily life is full of everyday grief that we don't call grief. Learning how to talk about all that without cliches or platitudes or simplistic dismissive statements is an important skill for everyone. Find trainings, professional resources, and my best-selling book, It's Okay That You're Not Okay, at megandevine.co. And remember to join us live every single month at patreon.com backslash megandevine. 
Hereafter with Megan Devine is written and produced by me, Megan Devine. Executive producer is Amy Brown, co-produced by Elizabeth Fazio, logistical and social media support from Micah, edited by Houston Tilly, music provided by Wavecrush, and background noise provided by the sweet little fleet of birds nesting on my patio. (laughs) Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.